Welcome everyone. This is No Need to Argue with Kobe Wittick. How's it going everyone? Welcome to the show. This is No Need to Argue with Kobe Wittick. It is October 18th. Thursday night football is upon us and I am super excited because it is my Denver Broncos going at it tonight against the Arizona Cardinals. But we'll talk more about that uh, later in the show. Definitely going to be an interesting game of two teams with really bad records and kind of struggling to find their identity. So we will definitely get into that. But uh, to start, definitely check me out on Twitter at no need 2 a no need number 2 a um, I got some polls up there and different things that we'll be going over and talking about. Uh, I know we kind of discussed on Monday about the Broncos wins and the ALCS and the NLCS and those kind of things. So I'll kind of keep those going throughout the NFL season. Uh, we'll definitely have some more going as we get into the World Series and probably touch into the NBA and NHL when that time comes. So definitely keep uh, keep uh, hitting me up on that and we'll uh, we'll definitely have some fun with it. So uh, let's get right into this episode discount double check Rogers you gotta be kidding me Monday night what a game we got to watch with the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers I know everyone you know probably not the best Monday night matchup and I'm sure when they scheduled it they were thinking hey Jimmy Garoppolo 5-0 and to end the season last year playing so great another year a lot of building of that team and Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Well, that didn't happen. But we did have a heck of a performance by C.J. Beathard. You know, he had the one interception, but he threw for two touchdowns, 16 of 23. I mean, he was efficient. He really looks like a good quarterback, especially under Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, as I'm watching the game, it's just, you know, it's very interesting to watch the 49ers play. They got a you know, one and five record now. They were one and four going into this game. They lost their star QB that they paid all this money to and traded for and really wanted to build around. And, you know, the the season kind of went into the dump when he got injured. But CJ Beathard has come in. He's been very efficient. I mean, they've battled in games. They've had some close ones. And, you know, this is one, you know, from the get-go. They go up 24 to 20 at halftime. Second half was very low scoring, but you know, they opened up that door for Aaron Rodgers, 2 minutes to go in the game and he takes care of business and it's just it's really miraculous to watch Aaron Rodgers play and what he's able to do late in games. He never never falters. And I I was sitting there watching the game and I was like, gosh, is this going to happen again? You know, the same old story with Aaron Rodgers, you know, down two, three, four minutes left, needing two scores and he just takes care of business. And I started to wonder, you know, does he maybe do this on purpose just to make it a little bit more exciting to build his resume with all those comeback wins and fourth quarter wins and everything that he's been able to accomplish? Uh, I mean, I doubt he does, but it's kind of interesting to watch. You know, sometimes there's a little bit of lull in the middle part of the game and then next thing you know fourth quarter under eight minutes to go and Aaron Rodgers just kind of turns it on and gets everyone going and you know everyone looks so good around Aaron Rodgers and I think that's why he's such a generational player because 
he makes everyone around him so much better. I mean, the receivers that they have come through there and what they're able to, you know, produce and accomplish with Aaron Rodgers is truly remarkable. And it speaks to what Aaron Rodgers, that coaching staff and that organization, you know, really stands for and what they do. And, you know, for CJ Beathard to come into Lambeau, one and four 49ers, I mean, they really battled it out. And unfortunately, you left two minutes left. <laughs> for Aaron Rodgers to make that comeback and seal the win. And how about Mason Crosby going four for four, and he had a 51-yarder in that game after a week where he went one for five, and they ended up losing a tight one the week before. So what a comeback by Mason Crosby. Uh, See you, Buffalo. Much love for him. And what a game by Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it was just it was kind of crazy to sit there and just watch it all unfold as as it always seems to do for Aaron Rodgers and those Green Bay Packers. Uh, three receivers had 100 yards of receiving, and you know they really just turned it on and made it work. I mean, it was it was tremendous to watch. So, uh, what a Monday night game to start the week. You know, end week six, but lots of fun. So, uh, kind of heading into. This week, definitely some good matchups to to watch this weekend that I'm excited for. Obviously, Panthers-Eagles is going to be a big one. You know, you got two teams that have been, you know, very competitive, have, you know, seen their Super Bowl appearances and success over the past three, four years, and, you know, have a lot of good young talent. Obviously, Cam Newton versus Carson Wentz is going to be a fun battle to watch going on up there in Philly. Patriots going to Chicago to face the Bears and what a matchup that is that going to be. You know, Bill Belichick has already said, you know, what he feels about Khalil Mack and someone tried to kind of put him in the category of Lawrence Taylor and Bill Belichick, you know, actually answered the question with more than 3 words uh saying that no one is the in the class of Lawrence Taylor, so don't even talk that way. But I tell you what, uh, Khalil Mack is gonna is gonna be coming after Tom Brady this weekend in Chicago. You know, Chicago's got some things rolling. They got you know that offense and Mitch Trubisky really kind of molding together and working out. And you know, as I mean, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know how much I've talked about Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears defense. Even though I'm not the biggest Khalil Mack fan, I mean, he was a Raider, so, you know, internally it's in my blood just to hate him, but it is pretty miraculous to watch him and what this defense is able to do. So that's going to be a huge, huge matchup. You know, Bears are trying to still, you know, kind of keep on top and compete for that NFC North. And obviously the Patriots are, you know, the Patriots. So uh, going to be a good battle in Chicago uh, when that game is played. Saints Ravens I think this is another huge huge matchup you know obviously you got Drew Brees coming off of the record-breaking game and then a bye week and you know now they got to head to Baltimore to face the Ravens and the Ravens this year I mean they've had games where they just blow people away that defense is dominant the offense is putting up yards and points and doing everything and then next thing you know they kind of have a little bit of a lull with their with their team. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that game plays out. I think, uh, you know, obviously outdoor, you know, it's a afternoon evening game. So it could be, you know, a little chilly, a little windy, who knows up there in Baltimore 
this weekend, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun battle because I know that Ravens defense is gonna be coming after Drew Brees, and and it's gonna be up to him to make some plays and and make something happen. And then you know for the Ravens on that side of things, you know they bring in you know some new receivers and some new weapons for Joe Flacco, and they got some things clicking, but. You know, they're kind of all about the big plays. So are they going to be able to make the big plays in the passing game, in the running game, and, and you know, keep this offense scoring points to be able to compete with, obviously, the high, high-flying Saints? And we know what Drew Brees can do when you don't try to contain him in the passing game. Uh, Cowboys-Redskins, I think this is another huge, huge matchup. Obviously, it's a divisional game. Right now, you got the Redskins atop the NFC East at 3-2, and two, and the Cowboys sitting at 3-3, three and three, coming off a huge, huge win against the Jaguars last week. That was my upset call. I uh, just want to remind everybody of that. When I do call those upsets correctly, I got to mention it a couple times and pat myself on the back when I have the opportunity to. Uh, but, I mean, this is a huge game. Obviously, divisional game. Winner's going to be sitting atop the NFC East. You know, possibly Cowboys and Eagles could be tied if the Eagles take care of business against the Panthers. But, you know, the way the Cowboys were looking last week, that offense was just, I mean, crazy, crazy good. Scoring points, Dak Prescott looked good. He kind of rekindled his relationship with Beasley. And, you know, that defense, like I said, that defense is playing very, very good. Even without Sean Lee, that defense is looking very, very good. They've done some good things with their young players, their draft picks on that defense. And, you know, as I said before, they should have beaten Houston. You know, they let that one slip away. They come back and they really give it to, you know, the AFC championship game participants in the Jacksonville Jaguars and just completely shut them down offensively and dominate that defense that is, I mean, definitely a, I mean, I would still put them as a top one, two, you know, two a defense in the entire NFL, but you know, for them to do what they did to the Jaguars defense was very, very impressive. And, you know, if they can take that into Washington in a divisional game, they could really you know, kind of set themselves up to truly compete for the NFC East title this year and get themselves placed very well for a wild card berth, uh, you know, especially with the way the rest of the NFC is is kind of playing out. So going to be a big, big game there. The rest of the schedule, I mean, Sunday night, we got a huge matchup, a great primetime game in Kansas City with the Bengals coming to town. You know, Andy Dalton and A.J. Green and all those receivers are looking really good this year. They got some things rolling for them. Obviously, you know, they're tied with the Ravens at 4-2 and two atop the AFC North. You know, I don't think anybody really predicted that the Bengals would be as explosive and as good as they are this year after what happened last year. And, you know, people were calling for the coach to be fired and for Andy Dalton to be let go and, you know, sat down and benched and they wanted to see A.J. McCarron. And, you know, there was a lot of commotion going on with the Bengals last year. But this year they've kind of put the noise aside and they've really gotten themselves kind of back into contention in that AFC division especially with the way the Steelers are playing. No one really knows what's going on with those guys, Le'Veon Bell saga, everything else that, you know, has taken place up there in Pittsburgh. But, you know, there's definitely three teams in that division that are competing 
big time right now and you know the Browns are kind of that sleeper you know they're they're sitting there at two three and one but they're competing they're playing hard they're keeping things close and you know their fans are definitely rejuvenated there in Cleveland so this division is going to be very interesting moving forward going to be a really big game on Sunday night you know the Kansas City Chiefs are coming home got another primetime game two weeks in a row you know they just lost that undefeated record in Foxborough to Tom Brady and the Patriots. I mean, hard-fought game. Patrick Mahomes did everything he possibly could, and the defense, you know, just couldn't stop Tom Brady. And, you know, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a battle on Sunday night in Kansas City. You know, this is one where, you know, neither defense is playing, you know, spectacular and both offenses are, so this could be another, you know, big-time scoring game and fantasy, you know, number game between the Bengals and the Chiefs. So that's going to be a fun, entertaining one for sure to watch on Sunday night. You know, I really hope, being a Broncos fan, that the Bengals come in and and give it to Patrick Mahomes and give him two losses in a row after, you know, he was so built up to be, you know, the next up-and-coming quarterback in the NFL. So uh, definitely rooting for the Bengals on that one, but should be a really good game. Uh, You know, in primetime, Kansas City place is going to be crazy. Arrowhead coming off of the loss to the Patriots. I mean, that place is going to be bumping. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. So that's going to be a real, real fun one to watch. Just to give you guys my lock and upset of the week here, my lock pick of the week is going to be the Cowboys. I'm going to take them from the upset pick last week to the lock pick this week against the Redskins. Uh, You know, I think the Redskins are kind of struggling to find their identity and and see, you know, what they really can do over there. Alex Smith, is he going to, you know, kind of be the answer for them? They got some injuries going on. You know, Jordan Reed really has not been the staple of that offense like he was in the past. You know, are they going to get him going? Alex Smith loved Travis Kelsey, but, you know, seems to like Vernon Davis, the elder tight end over Jordan Reed right now so far this season with targets and receptions. So, you know, I I don't know about the Redskins yet. I'm not really sold on them yet, but the way the Cowboys played last week, you know, if they, if they can play just three quarters as good as they did last week, I think that they'll be able to take care of the Redskins in Washington. So give me the Cowboys in the lock this week. My upset pick is going to be the Ravens and Saints. You know, I talked about that game before. Big, big matchup. Drew Brees is coming off, you know, probably one of the coolest experiences of his entire career besides winning the Super Bowl. And, you know, I think that, you know, Ravens being at home, that defense, you know, they're sitting there at a tie in the AFC North. They know that they got to take care of business in some of these big games and win some of these crucial, crucial ones to, you know, really compete in the AFC North. And so, Give me the Ravens. I think that, you know, they I think that offense kind of gets back on track. Some of the big plays take place against the Saints defense who's been, you know, kind of up and down this year. And I think that that defense, you know, Sizzle and company really get after Drew Brees and and take care of business. So give me the Ravens in the upset. Give me the Cowboys in the lock. And there's no need to argue about that. Let's get down to Thursday night football tonight. Broncos going in to Arizona to take care of the Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals, who knows about the Cardinals right now? You know, they got some 
big names on defense that are still there, but you know, they got Josh Rosen. He just got his first win two weeks ago. You know, they go into Minnesota and, and lose last week. You know, Josh Rosen, 240 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. You know, David Johnson rushed the ball only 18 times for 54 yards. So I think that there's been some struggle there with Mike McCoy, you know, offensive coordinator, what's going on. Maybe is it too intense right now for Josh Rosen? You know, that was some of the things that were going on last year and why Mike McCoy got fired is that his playbook is too big, that it's too complicated. You know, and last year we had Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch, you know, two younger, less experienced quarterbacks that are trying to, you know, catch up as quickly as they can and learn as much as they can. And they have this, you know, huge offensive playbook and all these complications that go with it with Mike McCoy and so we end up you know firing him and you know obviously the Broncos offense hasn't looked much better this year but you know it might be just a little too much going on right now for Josh Rosen and you know the guy can sling the ball and I think that he's going to make plays and he's definitely going to you know have this game circled in particular because you know he said when he got picked 11th overall in the draft last year that all 10 teams that passed on him made a huge, huge mistake. And the Denver Broncos were one of those teams that he was talking about. And so, you know, it's going to be kind of fun tonight to watch Bradley Chubb and Josh Rosen kind of go at each other and see kind of who who maybe uh, shows their worth in their draft pick in this game tonight. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, the Broncos, this is... You know, it's been said a million times. I said it before. This is a absolute must win. On paper, you're better than this team. Your record is one game better than this team. And, you know, Mike McCoy's sitting over there, your old offensive coordinator. And, you know, Mike McCoy's sitting over there, your old offensive coordinator. And you know that that defense and Von Miller and company want to get after him and, and kind of show that, you know, they can they can still do this thing and that they can still be really competitive. So, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I hope it's going to be a good game. You know, I'm really hoping that the Broncos can take care of business and and win this one. But it really is a matchup of, you know, which offense is going to, you know, be able to be productive. And that's basically what this game comes down to. You know, these these defenses are 31st and 32nd in the NFL in terms of rushing defense. And, you know, you got... Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman with the Broncos who are studs and have shown that they can be very productive in the running game. And then you got a guy like David Johnson for, you know, the Cardinals who has shown his worth, you know, he's coming off an injury and he's trying to rejuvenate his career. But I mean, we have three running backs that could really do some damage tonight against these two defenses that have struggled against the rush attack all year especially the Broncos in the last two games. So, you know, which offense is going to be able to put up more points, be better, uh, you know, in the red zone, be more productive? Are there going to be some special team plays that take place to kind of change momentum in this game? You know, because I think that both offenses are struggling. Both quarterbacks, you know, are kind of finding their way and still getting into this thing. I mean, Case Keenum should be light years ahead of Josh Rosen, but unfortunately he just really isn't. And the offensive line doesn't help in that equation either. But, you know, it's it's going to come down to which offense is going to make plays when that time comes to them uh, that's going to that's gonna decide this game ultimately. So 
Hopefully, you know, Case Keenum and the Broncos, you know, can establish the running game. They can get them some things going, get some play action, get Case Keenum some easy completions early on and kind of get him flowing in the game a little bit. But I mean, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a battle of, you know, two terrible teams. I mean, it's just no other way to put it, really. You know, a Thursday night matchup. Broncos are going on the road. You know, everyone's looking at this like, oh my gosh, we got one in five Arizona Cardinals with a rookie quarterback going against two and four Broncos who, you know, just plain can't get it done this year. And, you know, there's there's the real possibility that the losing head coach of tonight's game may not have a job tomorrow morning. So, you know, there's a lot of storylines going on with this terrible matchup on a Thursday night primetime game. So, you know, stay tuned if you want to get into maybe all of the off-field drama that could take place with this game. Uh, I did put up a poll uh, on my Twitter, and I said over-under 150 yards for David Johnson on Thursday night against the Broncos. I have 100% voters going with the under. So I probably have Denver Bronco fan, you know, only Twitter followers that are answering these polls and they are taking the under on 150 yards. You know, we've given up over, you know, 200 yards rushing to two running backs for two weeks in a row. So yeah, it'd be awesome if David Johnson didn't make it a three-peat but, you know, it all depends, I guess, on how the game flows and what Mike McCoy's commitment to the running game is. So we got 100% on the poll for under. You know, I I, I hope so. I, I really can't say for certainty, but I hope it's under 150 yards because if Mike McCoy wants to de- dedicate, uh, you know, this game to David Johnson kind of getting back on track this year, he uh, he could definitely do what Crowell and Gurley did to us over the last two weeks. So Denver Broncos defense, let's go ahead and stop that rushing attack and let Josh Rosen be the difference in this game because I'll take my chances on Josh Rosen any day versus David Johnson running it down the Broncos' throat. Definitely check out the game tonight. It's going to be fun. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely be you know sitting on the edge of my seat cheering them on as I always am, and I just hope that I can go to bed with a smile on my face tonight instead of having to watch some friends or or something else to cheer me up before before bedtime so uh thank you guys so much for listening like i said check me out on twitter at no need to a i'll be having some more polls and questions and things like that for you guys coming up let me know what you think about the show good or bad don't matter to me i accept all criticism and praise But I want to thank you guys so much for listening. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend of football. I'm looking forward to it. My uh, Michigan Wolverines are going to be taking on Michigan State this weekend. So go blue. Take care of those greenie weenies. So that'll be fun. You know, a lot of good football going on. Uh, You know, CU Buffaloes play Washington this this week. So, you know, going to be a big, big Pac-12 matchup. You know, obviously it doesn't matter for the North and South uh, you know, division, but, you know, definitely a big win for CU to get back on track after the tough loss last week against USC. You know, obviously there'll be a lot more time on Sunday for everyone with the Broncos not playing and, and taking care of business tonight. So enjoy your weekend. It's supposed to be nice out there. So anybody in Colorado or Denver, 
you know, definitely take in some some rays of sun. And uh, I will definitely be catching you guys on Monday to go over what took place this weekend and hit you with my you got to be kidding me moments. So thank you so much. Enjoy the game tonight. Have a great one. And I will talk to you on Monday. Thank you all so much for listening again. Until next time, I'm Kobe Wittick, and there's no need to argue about that.